You are now listening to Conscientization 101, an online magazine combining reflection, music, and action through independent media. It's uh, very important to be with conscious African women and men. And I'm very excited to see Conscientization 101, to see Sister Zari there and the brother James and uh, to see that you have started an organization to conscientize the world, especially African people about what's really going on in this world. Conscientization 101. A lot of these people right now in this conscious, so-called conscious movement, they're not actually living in that, in that lifestyle. Fakers. That's why, you know, obviously yourself, we're on the same sort of frequency. That's why you're listening to the same things I'm listening to because we're sharing that same sort of thought. We want the same sort of things and a lot of people don't want the same sort of things. Even yourself, what you're doing now is for the people. So everything is people-based. Globally conscientizing. What's making me proud of what um, this kind of connection here is that, you know, no matter what is said, no matter what is done, um, you, you leave that, you leave listening to our music with a feeling. The same way we're going to leave this conversation with a feeling. And um, that is the most important thing you know, for, for I and I, the, the vibe and the energy and the feeling that you leave with. Because you might not remember every lyric, but you're going to remember the feeling. So um, that's, 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 that's really important and that's what I'm getting from what you're doing. Doing, doing, doing. Welcome, welcome, welcome all to another edition of Conscientization 101 Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, James Stone, and I will be riding solo today on this episode. And uh, this episode is a very special episode. This episode is part one of a three-part series. That's right. It is Part one of a three-part series. This episode, we will be speaking with Dr. Julian Cooney of the University of Arizona about his book, The Cost of Globalization, Dangers to the Earth and Its People. For those of you who are subscribers to the podcast, y'all already probably familiar with Julian because he's a frequent guest here on the C101 Podcast. Our first dialogue we had with him was centered around his book, Is Apartheid Really Dead? Pan-Africanist Working Class Cultural Critical Perspectives. And that was a two-part dialogue, you know what I'm saying? Those were episodes nine and 10. Then we had a roundtable discussion with our main man down in, down in Austin, uh, uh, UT, Dr. Joao Costa Vargas, and that was episode 18, okay? so. Basically, what I'm trying to tell y'all is that we've had him on the show before, so we're not even going to run down his vitae. We're going to get directly into the show about his new book. And if you haven't heard those episodes 9 and 10 and 18 with 
Julian on there. Go back and listen to him. And I know it says, yes, and if you want to listen to the complete interview, go ahead and get a subscription. That is on the old podcast. Y'all know we got a store, so you can go to the store and get the unabridged interviews to all those previous podcasts, all those previous interviews, all those podcasts, one through 20, that says, oh yeah, subscription, y'all know that's over with. Y'all can go back and listen to all those, all that audio, all that audio, unabridged in our store. And like you know, already know, that we play excerpts on the podcast the full unabridged interview the unabridged interview available in the store so if you want to get familiar with Julian's work go back and check out those podcast episodes if you haven't go to the store and listen to the complete unabridged interview because you are in for a treat and for those of you who already have y'all already know this show's gonna be the bomb alright now let's get into today's show shall we Okay, so this interview is a three-part series, okay? The complete interview, the unabridged interview that's available in the store is over four hours long. That's why we had to break it up into three parts. The interview took place over two days, December 12th, 2015, and January 23rd, 2016, okay? So we talk about a lot of good stuff in here. I don't... I. I don't want to waste the time talking about it, but I will read for you the blurb of Julian's book. Okay? Let's do that now! The issues arising from rapid global integration have generally been treated in isolation by most academic works. This volume examines the many pitfalls of globalization from the perspective of impoverished and indigenous people including the widening wealth gap, the struggle for restoration of dispossessed lands and cultural rights, global warming and ecological annihilation, and the experiences of women in underdeveloped regions. The United States growing prison industrial complex is discussed. The author concludes with a call for reassessing current ways of living and proposes recreating cultures of conservation and sustainable economies. All right, that's the blurb on the back of the book of The Cost of Globalization, Dangers to the Earth and Its People by Julian Cooney. But even that blurb on the back of the book doesn't do complete justice to the, the content of this book, okay? He's breaking down a lot of stuff, and what he's also doing in the book is showing the interconnectedness of the whole economy because a lot of people like to focus on issues, right? And issues always, always lead to reform. We got, this is the thing, issues don't appear in isolation. They're all connected. So when you see that the, the police state of a settler colonial, I don't know, I'm just pulling this out of my head, this of a settled colonial empire, such as, I don't know, the United States, start shooting Africans in the street, but you didn't understand why they was killing Africans all over the world in Haiti and Africa and South America. And you say, oh, what is this? Oh my God, my life matters. You have to understand this is a policy of the state. This is a policy of interconnectedness. And you as a colonized African internal colony. That's right. But you got to make these connections. And that's what this book does. That's what we do, make connections here on C101. So right now, I'm going to shut up. We're going to get into this 
three-part series. This is part one with Dr. Julian Cooney. The cost of globalization, dangers to the earth and its people. This is part one. These are only excerpts. We gonna let you know how to get the whole damn series at the end. Let's get into the interview right now. All right, we are here with frequent conscientization 101 guest, Dr. Julian Cooney. Mm -hmm. How you doing, Julian? Uh, Hotep, doing very well. Sister Zari, Brother James, good to be back on with you all. And we are here to talk about your book, The Cost of Globalization, Dangers to the Earth and Its People. We're going to go ahead and jump right in because we got a lot to talk about because you covered a lot in this phenomenal book. So let's just get into it right now, shall we? So we want to start uh, to talk about your book, again, The Cost of Globalization, Dangers to the Earth and Its People. Uh, one, of the you, you, one of the things you do phenomenally well in this book, you talk about many topics that, that people perceive to be like unrelated, such as like monopoly capital, capital Eurocentric epistemology, menocide, sexism, class privilege, cultural imperialism, and militarism, just to name like a few, you know? And one of the things people always do is like, oh, I got to figure out which one of these to attack, and then that's my mission in life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what you do in your book is you pull all of these social issues together and place them within the framework of globalization. You know, you posit that the problems caused by globalization cannot be solved within the current political economy, which is echoed in a quote you cited from Nikita Khrushchev when he said, politicians are the same all over. They promise to build bridges even when there are no rivers. Hey, I think that's, I think that's very telling. You know, with, with, this in, with this in mind, I, we want you to just open up and talk about the premise of the book to the, for the listening audience. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, the globalization is the current system under which we live. And originally, in fact, one of the title um, options I, w I looked at was globalization and recolonization of the world. Essentially, I'm arguing that, um, not arguing, stating, declaring, that the world in which we live has never been decolonized. That's right. In other words, um, ever since we had so-called Europe, which is an ideological construction. That's Europe right, yes. is an ideological construction. Ever since we've had this notion of, quote, Western Europe, or, quote, Western civilization, mm -hmm. which is uh, a system that's been operative over the past five to six centuries. Uh, following the aftermath of feudalism in places like Britain, Germany, France, and so forth. Um, then we had slavery. We had the, um, the system within Europe, within those countries, within those places, so-called Europe, which were, which were self-destroyed. Uh, because they had no resources. Culturally, they were destructive of the ecology. You can read a lot about this in Kirkpatrick Sale's classic book, The Conquest of Paradise. 
and they were engaged in perpetual wars. Mm-hmm. Perpetual wars destroying each other. Um, weapons of mass destruction really started off in this feudal uh, slave period, um, colonial period in, within so-called Europe. And so they specialized in the art of warfare and self-destruction and destruction of the ecology. Destroyed the forests, destroyed the, uh, the wolves, birds, the water. You know, because all they could do, they, they didn't understand their relationship with the natural world. And so the feudal aristocracy took advantage of that whole situation and then began these systems of, you know, privatization of land and so forth and so on that we see existing today. And then, of course, you had uh, slavery um, in which uh, these countries, these, um, these um, which became imperialist uh, countries, went about into Africa since they had been trading with Africa and began to start this nefarious trade in, in human beings for profit, for monopoly profit. And so you look at the development of that whole system and then you have colonization of the world, you know, um, where they were deciding about how this entire planet, this Mother Earth, would be apportioned among the uh, French, the British, the Germans, the Belgians, the Spanish, the Portuguese, and, and so forth. Italians and so on. So that whole system has never been fundamentally abolished, right? It continues to exist in our world today. Mm-hmm. In the stock market, centered, you know, um, in, in New York or London or Paris and so on, right? Right. And, and so when you look at, at this whole system, the system of genocide, of slavery, of colonization, of ecocide, of extinction, sexism, class privilege, cultural imperialism, militarism, the prison industrial complex, monopoly capital. And, and, and of course, capitalism is at the key of it. It is a European engineered system like genetically modified food, right? Mm-hmm. right. So it's a European engin- engineered system for. The monopoly on the surplus, what they call the surplus value from production of labor, uh, Marx, who is also European. And yes. of course, since he is European, he knows the system in Europe. He knew the system best because he saw it firsthand when they were exploiting the children in Wales, in the mines. You know, they put kids out there, 10, 11 years old, enslaving them for profit. The same system enslaving people today in the United States in so-called sweatshops, farm laborers, you know, exploiting people in the factories that used to be in Detroit, in, you know, in the East, in steel mills, in Gary, Indiana, and what have you, all over, just like the slave system of the South, cotton plantations, tobacco, and so on. Same system, capitalism, that developed from... Uh, slavery and colonization is the same system that we have today existing in the world with cheap labor in Asia, in Africa, in Latin America, in the Caribbean, places like Haiti, Bangladesh, Cambodia, and so on. The cost 
of globalization is the destruction of the cultures, the lands, the, the religions, the social prosperity, the families, the lives of the peoples of the world. Not only the peoples of the world today, but also the extinction. Mm. The extinction of the vast majority of living creatures. Plants, the trees, the birds, the insects, the four-legged, the fish, the creatures of the sea. You know? So there is total annihilation. And this is what we have seen as the result of so-called Western civilization, Western globalization. The book brings all of this stuff together because it, is, it says that this is totally unsustainable. Like it says on the first page, this is the first time when human beings are really faced with the threat of possible self-extinction. We really are at that point. Global warming and climate change, which is also part of the book, um, which is now an, an in, on an irreversible path, annihilation of this world. They've already, the, the head, headlines in the, the New York Times, which is another distortion of reality, but because <laughs> uh, they give us a very skewed view as if the whole world is revolving around people greedy wanting to make money and yeah. you know Wall Street and so forth. So uh, just like the Wall Street Journal and all the other uh, pr uh, productions in, 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 in the world, in, the, in this country and in the world. So um, when you look, when the scientists are saying this, in fact, 2015 unequivocally has been the hottest year on record. Oh, yes. Right? And we've never had this situation before. And, and so... The, with that comes the melting glaciers, the rising of the oceans, the drought, the pictures of drought. Dry, you know, they had pictures of dams um, dried up in southern Africa. You got uh, rivers no longer with water. You got these um, extreme conditions of the El Nino phenomenon because of the warming of the Pacific and so on. Mm -hmm. um, warming of the oceans, extreme conditions like, you know, you have the storms and s snow two, three feet of snow in the east and so on right now. So we've seen a total disruption, destabilization of the entire natural world and the ecology. It all redounds to the same system that started in so-called Europe, where they destroyed whatever ecology they had. They destroyed the cultures of the people, and then they brought in, what, Christianity, <laughs> Judeo-Christianity, where there was a marriage, Unholy alliance, people in bed between the state, the aristocracy, the feudal monarchy, and the church, the church, the papacy. Right? Mm -hmm. So you, you, you look at all this stuff. It's part of the same thing. It's part of the same thing. And today, what they want the world to do, like the people in China, is to salivate to join this system. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Right? They want us to join the system so that we can also become active participants in the destruction of our own people and our cultures and our children. Oh. It's like we talked earlier, you know, before we got on about higher, educa higher education, the engine of inequality, referring to that issue in the Chronicle of Higher Education, higher in cost. 
higher in destruction, higher in indebtedness, $1.2 trillion of student debt in the United States for going to college? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, this is the same. And then we look at the land of the free, home of the brave. Mm -hmm. As Vine Delorius used to say, you've got to be really, really brave to live in the land of the free. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Right? Because um, the system imprisons 25% of people who are in prison in the world. The United States with 5% of the world's people has 25% of the world's incarcerated community. And I have been in those prisons, those dungeons of hell. As Mumia Abu Jamal said to me when I visited him while he was on death row in Pennsylvania, welcome to hell. Hell on earth. Okay? There's you know, almost 3 million people in prison, and then there's at least another 10 million, 15 million people um, inevitably, you know, involved in some level with, quote, criminal justice. Mm -hmm. And in terms of black people, you know, the African community in this country, it's like one-third have had some situation of being involved with, quote, law enforcement. So the criminal justice system is in fact criminal. Criminal is the adjective of the justice system. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, sure so, so it's the same system that we're dealing with. In terms of women, I mean, those statistics were outrageous. In 19, I think it was in 1980, they said there were like 15,000 women in prison. Today, there's over 180,000 women. Oh. You know, and of course, African women in this country largest population, like 800% mm -hmm. in terms of growth. Yeah. And so you're talking about taking women away as mothers. You, you're talking about women giving birth mm -hmm. in shackles mm -hmm. in a and not being able to bond with their babies. No, in the land of the free, home of the brave, <laughs> the beacon of civilization and progress? <laughs> we have to ask the question, what is the cost of being a human being? What is the cost to the earth of which we are all born? What is the cost of this civilization, this whole system in which we're living today? Are we human beings? If we're human beings, were we meant to live like this? The birds know what they need to do. They don't go destroy each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we have a lot of creatures here like bobcats and javelinas, wild pigs, beautiful hawks and eagles, you know, uh, coyotes and all kinds of wonderful creatures here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Even bears and so on. And, and, you know, mountain lions and so on. They don't go destroying, creating war. Destroying the land, destroying it, polluting the water. No. You know, poisoning the food with chemicals, injecting little hormones and mixing things up. Mm -hmm. Using pesticides. Yeah. Destroy everything and kill the bees and so on. You know, they don't do that. 
And human beings here are claiming that we're the most intelligent, so-called scientists, claiming that we're the pinnacle of, hu- of, of nature. <laughs> it destroys its own, right? <laughs> and look at the wars. Yeah. Look at the wars. The United States spends more than the rest of the world put together on armaments. $1.2 trillion, 60 cents of every dollar in the United States that we pay in taxes goes into the military-industrial complex. And tell me, who is going to attack the United States yeah. in their right mind? Yeah. Okay? Which country would attack the United States? The military-industrial complex is another pretext for profits when you look at, you know, these huge companies. These huge companies like uh, Boeing, like Raytheon, like Hughes Aircraft, you know, um, and all, uh, all of these, uh, these military-industrial contractors, okay, General Electric and so on, they get 100 to $200 billion contracts mm-hmm. to manufacture weapons of mass destruction. And those weapons of mass destruction are designed to kill people of color, indigenous peoples around the world, first and foremost, whether it's Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia, Sudan, Libya, Mali. The United States has 1,000 bases around the world. 1,000, for goodness sake. Our tax money is going in there. Mm Mm-hmm. By the way, the United States military uses 11 million gallons of gasoline every day. Yeah. 11 million gallons. Yeah, I heard that. Yes. Uh-huh. It was in Reuters News last mm-hmm. week. I was reading about that. A 11 day? Million. A day, yeah. Yeah, a day. Because a they day. always got a boat on the, a ship on the water, some kind of way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The planes, you know, these planes. And are the planes. They have mm-hmm. an Air Force Base here, and these planes, and I called and complained to the base, and I said, you guys are disturbing my ability to live. Mm-hmm. I can't hear anything because those deafening roars, you know, are just, and they fly really low over the university, reminding everybody who's boss. Right. You know? <laughs> so, so it's the same system, militarism, the prison industrial complex, the violence against women, the rape of women, one every, or assault or battery against a woman in this country every 30 seconds, right? In a country which has all these so-called constitutional provision about protection, protecting women's rights. You know, what protection do women have? What protection do children have when eight-year-old children are handcuffed by the police mm-hmm. in schools, which also resemble prisons? Yes. Their yeah, gates and fences and so on. You know, so when you look at this whole system, there is a cost. It's called globalization. And we're told, you know, never before has the world made so much of money? You know, they talk about China. They laud China. I've been in China many times. I taught in China. I visited around China. And it's a slave system. Yeah. It's a slave system. And now, you know, China's uh, <laughs> taking that same system to Africa. Yeah. See, so you, you look at this whole system 
and 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 the cost of globalization you know is reflected when you talk about global capital oxfam just came out with the report <laughs> here's a good one the wealthiest 62 billionaires in the world own more than half of the world's human beings yeah. human beings <laughs> i thought he was going to say resources yeah. <laughs> I didn't yes think- you were going to say human beings. <laughs> wow. Yes. Three and a half billion people. World's 50% of the world's population. Hey. Has less in terms of value and earnings than 62, the 62 wealthiest people in the world whose joint holdings are $1.6 trillion. Mm-hmm. Now that, <laughs> in fact, over the past five years, it used to be uh, 85, mm-hmm. right? Now it's an even smaller number of billionaires mm-hmm. from 2010. So over 2010 to 2015, you've seen the rapid escalation, acceleration of globalization, <laughs> even, you know, decimating even more, mm-hmm. the poorest of the poor. Yeah. So this is the cost of globalization. You know, this is why I wanted to put this book together and bring it all so that we understand that this, you know, Bernie Sanders ain't going to solve oh the problem. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my yeah. God. Please. And no, the- Bernie Sanders is a part of the system. Yep. It's the same white supremacist, colonial, capitalist, imperialist system. Is Bernie Sanders going to dismantle the United States imperialist military? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, mm. is he going to say, okay, we're going to shut all corporations down? And now, you know, return the stolen land back to the Indians yeah. and restore the right of self-determination to African people in this country so that if people want to go back to Africa, they have the absolute right. They will get reparations for slavery to be able to return to Africa to rebuild mm-hmm. our ancestral motherland. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be doing that? Is he going to dismantle the prison industrial complex? You know? Yeah. No, no, no. He's not going to be doing that. He's got to give a good face to the capitalist system. That's right. To legitimate it. He wants benevolent capitalism. Yeah. And that's the way the system operates. It moves back and forth. You know, I'm reading this book right now, which is so interesting, about China. This, this is sort of an added um, bonus. It's called The Chinese Opium Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. When you look at that book, because it's talking about democracy and, you know, it's talking about the British. So the whole war on drugs that we hear about, it's a great book. My colleague loaned me this book. I'm going to have to buy it from him. (laughs) (laughs) The Chinese Opium Wars. It's really interesting because it says right on the back, it says, by guile, bribery, and violence. The drug habit was so successfully implanted in China that by the middle of the century, opium was the single, the largest single cash commodity in the world. Wow. That's the British for you. Yep. See, the Chinese government's efforts to stamp out the destructive, though highly profitable trade erupted in a series of minor wars with the West between 1830 and 1860, Mm. climaxed by the looting and burning of the Summer Palace, known as the Opium Wars. Mm-hmm. 
So when you look at this whole situation, the one of the uh, points of the book, they talk about democracy, and the guy says it doesn't matter. You know, you can expand the number of people who participate in these democratic processes so long as you can slant their inclinations. Yeah. So you're bringing more people into the system in terms of, quote, voting, right? Mm -hmm. But you basically control the way they think. Mm -hmm. Exactly. exactly From when they're born. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. From birth. So it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter in terms of freedom. Mm -hmm. Because you're only free to think within a certain box. That's right. You know, you're brainwashed. And, and of course, the, 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 the whole thing about drugs and the war on drugs that the West claims, the United States and Britain and all these people, Britain used its navy to carry opium. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that, that was how ruthless it is. That's the same ruthless system we have today in terms of the war of drugs by the West. Because it's part of, a, you know, between $600 billion and $1 trillion dollar economy as i said so so i know i i i had a mouthful in this first response but i just wanted to kind of start off with you know touching on why these issues are all intrinsically interwoven Mm -hmm. so that uh, people in the united states um in general and the african uh, community in particular and people of color alongside with Uh, our African community would begin to understand how destructive the system is and how we have been duped. Like Malcolm, Malcolm X said, you know, they've pulled the wool over our eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, so that we think that the criminal is the victim and the victim is the criminal, you know, so they have continued to, um, to intensify the aggression, the wars, conquests, the prisons, and the whole thing about uh, uh, free markets and more money and so forth. Uh, these myths, these not myths, these ideologies, these fabrications, these lies, so that we would buy in. We'd be constantly buying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and buying into their lies that we think that whatever we read in school, learn in school is reality. It has nothing to do with reality. Mm -hmm. It has to do with a falsified, globalized, colonized, Eurocentric, imperialist world that we are conditioned, brainwashed, you know, coerced, beaten, brutalized, imprisoned into accepting as normal. Every 
shot that fonders through the night time Don't you wonder what potential was extinguished To keep the flames burning under Through the underworld and overworld Principles are so the same No, we pretend they're not as if they do not control cocaine But you find it's connected Every kid in the hood that's living with a death wish Is the same as the king who kills full of bling But he's just much more reckless It's the king that I'm talking about Who's born with a silver spoon in his mouth Still gonna clap for the slightest to chat at any world leader that can't back it If he's sitting on the boxes They're just oil mineral deposits Foodies moving fucking with our profit So he better stop it They say money make the world go round But it don't that's just not true if you ain't got guns to protect that money I regret that sonny, it's more for you Only murder further agendas that money couldn't force Eliminate the foes who propose to suppose a different course Course a little torture, usually a big supporter Though there's nothing quite like killing good riddance to non-supporters We demonize the man on the corner Paint him as a thug, we worship murder so much It's just that he ain't killed enough You wanna commit murder and not end up in cuffs You gotta make it to the Premier League A thousand whoever said that money makes the world go round They just didn't know, murder runs the Globe. Murder runs the globe. Who said money makes the world go round? They just didn't know. Murder runs the globe. Murder runs the globe. Who said money makes the world go round? They just didn't know. Murder runs the globe. Murder runs the globe. Who said money makes the world go round? They didn't know. Murder runs the globe. Murder runs the globe. Every night to punch your lungs, the sons don't make you wonder Mums, if he was born to billionaires, backed by a hundred guns Would he be living still, drinking, sleeping, eating meals instead of dead Where it don't count, we expect you to be killed Cause living as a pauper, is a faintest taint here to quaint with torture We ain't debating the rape of the daughter If she was raised in particular borders, the place that fate made particular slaughters No fate, just particular orders, it's the way of the world, no accident In fact it's immaculate, got a big gun, start clapping it Cause the language of power devour quick Any silly little pacifist or activist or challenges Brown or black skinned savages, who inhabit in line with minerals in it Think for a minute of the rhetoric We spoke hope Was not meant to be a joke Don't dream compassion Will happen it won't Just go straight for the throat Cause any nation or races That prove themselves incapable Matching modern murder machines Make themselves enslavable It is murder not money We desire insatiable The thrilling and the killing Is million dollar sensational Yes what we can't do with a bribe could be achieved in the breeze with a gun and a knife Because only murder further agendas that money couldn't grind Nothing like a couple dead kids to change a parent's mind Whoever said that money makes the world go round They just didn't know murder runs the globe Murder runs the globe Who said money makes the world go round They just didn't know murder runs the globe Murder runs the globe Who said money makes the world go round They just didn't know murder runs the globe Murder runs the globe Who said money makes the world go round They didn't know murder runs the globe Murder runs the globe Let's get a little clarity. You ain't got the capacity to internationally have a say in the way things happening. You expect to collect more batter in your arsenal we ain't got no nukes. Armies equipped with too few troops. We're laughing at you when you call truce. Part of the ritual to shoot, shoot, shoot. You got no background in colonization or public resource privatization. You can't bang with the big boys, face it. But you still wanna play like Satan. You got no death squads to call your own or a pilot to fly your drones. Much less bulldozers for their homes. Talk gangster, you wanna name Al Capone? He was an amateur. Silly little boys don't understand. Even he went jail for tax evasion for missing a payment in a payment plan to the man. One with a visible hand and a hit of to enforce my plan, I am Just because I can More wicked than the summer of Sam Kick your shit and I kick my fam You bust your gun and I bomb your land Only murder further agendas that money can't control Nothing like a massacred village to get the problem solved Whoever said that money makes the world go round They just didn't know Murder runs the globe Murder runs the globe Who said money makes the world go round They just didn't know Murder runs the globe Murder runs the globe Who 
said money makes the world go round. They just didn't know murder runs the ghost. Murder runs the ghost. Who said money makes the world go round? They didn't know murder runs the ghost. Murder runs the ghost. Who said money makes the world go round? They just didn't know murder runs the ghost. Murder runs the ghost. Who said money makes the world go round? They just didn't know murder runs the ghost. Murder runs the ghost. Who said money makes the world go round? They just didn't know murder runs the ghost. Murder runs the ghost. Who said money makes the world go round? They didn't know murder runs the ghost. Murder runs the ghost. And I want to make a, a quick re- response to that because I had something I wanted to add. We, we were on a little earlier, and, um, you know, right now, there's, this and how pervasive this whole thing is, it's something called daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. So they even like the conception of time, right? Yeah. Because let's say if uh, uh, it's static where, you're t- static where you're at, Julian, they don't do the daylight savings time. And if we were to call you... Uh, after spring break, which is March down here in Texas, we're gonna then we're gonna go up two hours away from you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So they yeah. control the whole social thing. So we call you after March, you're two hours ahead. They throw your whole social functioning off. And I just want to say something about. I want to tie this. I want you to comment on this. Break this down because this is this is not like we're just hitting all the points on the question, guys. You 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 know how we do things on C101. I've been wanting to ask Julian this, especially like uh, I went to Walgreens. Uh, listening to all this around the world. I don't know if y'all have Walgreens, Julian, but this is a store called Walgreens. Had to pick something up. And um, there's a magazine out right now on the cover of it. It's called, is called, is Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, and what's that fool name? Ben Carson. Ben Carson. And it says, the, yeah, that Negro. The, it's called <laughs> The Revolution. The New Revolutionaries. It's oh, all yeah. right. It oh, said yeah. The New yeah. Revolution. Now, Revolutions don't prop up or reform current systems. It's a complete and total transformation. But they just use these words. And I wanted to tie this into something Julia said in the beginning of the book. I just want you to break this down. It's a term people you need to be familiar with called menticide. You know, we first, uh, Zari and myself first came in uh, contact with this term when we looked at the work of Dr. Bobby Wright. Julian, you add to it, and I, and I want to re- I want you to break this down and t- kind of just tie down what you see and how we was talking about daylight saving time, how it's all encompassing, it's pervasive. Mm-hmm. When you say, you know, on page 13 about menticide, menticide is a pervas- pervasive sense of social insouciance, I love that word, political unconsciousness, and political unconsciousness and mimicking, get this people, and mimicking of the superficial and cosmetic that passive, that pass easily for <laughs> substantive and groundbreaking among the world's middle classes. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Now I want you to tie that together with how these 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 glo- these these <laughs> imperialists control time and then have the nerve to have Ben Carson and Donald the, and Bernie Sanders, Colonel Sanders. That's what I call him. <laughs> he ain't got new for nothing new for the recipe. <laughs> It ain't, it ain't no new recipe. It's the same old it KFC. Sure Colonel Sanders, look, talk about this menticide and how they do this in these middle class, in this insouciance. Mm-hmm. That word. Go, can you talk about that right quick before we move on to the yeah. next question? I, I don't know what I was smoking when I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know, it's it's really something because um, I need to see that that magazine. By the way, do you remember which one it was? I don't know. It's on the. If you go to Wal- I was in Walgreens. It's on the. It's it's okay. on, on the. They're on the cover. You see, they had it right at the checkout stand. It said, "I was so sick." It said, "The new Revolution. revolutionaries." Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's about control, just like this whole daylight saving times savings times thing. They they want to. I mean, it's all. They tell you always, you know, um, it's just like I was exercising one time in, in Colorado and I was in a parking lot and I was warming up for a, for a job, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is outside Applebee's. I don't go to Applebee's. I don't know. I'm you know, with restaurants, period anyway, but you know, and, and so I was warming up and, you know, and so on. And then a guy comes, to, uh, and the chef comes running out, the manager comes running out like 15 minutes later, and they said, oh, sir, sir, is everything okay? And I said, yes. And they said, well, we were kind of concerned that you were moving back and forth in the parking lot. And, you know, we didn't want you to get hit by, I said, you know, I'm an adult. <laughs> But it's like the police stopping you on the road and saying, you know, this is what you need to do to protect your safety. Right. Right. It's the same ideology. It's the same ideology when the policeman stops you and you have to immediately, you know, uh, come to attention. You could end up dead like uh, the sister down in uh, Sandra Blaine mm-hmm. in Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all about control. They control the time. They control our connections. They control the internet. Mm-hmm. They control our very thought process of who we are as human beings. Mm-hmm. These images that we have of life, of sex, of love, of the earth, of the bees, the spiders, the insects, of other people, of people who speak differently. You know, you remember the woman who wouldn't get on the plane because she said, that she heard somebody speaking Arabic, the passenger next to her, and they, you know, took the, the guy off the plane or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So you have this anti-Islamophobia. It's Islamophobia, Islamophobia sorry. You know, uh, because the language of Arabic is associated with, quote, terrorism. Mm-hmm. But English is not associated with terrorism. Exactly. That's refined. That's refined, Yeah. <laughs> You can kill people in English, massacre them, or bomb them, but it's okay. Yeah. But if you do it speaking Arabic, you're a terrorist. Uh-huh. See, this is how they conjure images. Mm-hmm. The conjurer. You know, in traditional African indigenous traditions, we had conjurers. The Africans who came from Africa were, you know, into the Americas, were, had to figure out ways of dealing with slavery. Yeah. So had to conjure medicine had to conjure ceremonies and so forth to survive the onslaught, the holocaust of enslavement, genocide. So these guys today are doing the other conjuring. Trump. Now, I, I just saw some, something about Bloomberg considering a run. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He says, well, don't worry, guys. I'll use my own money. Right. <laughs> so I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't need your money. Right. <laughs> Political action committees. 
<laughs> I am the political action right, committee. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, it's such a scandal. And because the United States human population is so colonized and so anesthetized and mm-hmm. so brainwashed, indoctrinated, and so stupefied, mm-hmm. you know, just basically, basically they've been, been sanitized to the point that they don't know whether they're living or whether they are zombies. You know, they just don't, they don't, they're not conscious yeah. of the reality around them, you know? So when you see a dead person on the street, they say, well, you know, it has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just part of life. Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, instinctively going to Walmart or instinctively buying a new car or, you know, just instinctively using your credit card, you just, you just condition. Yeah. In that way. So your mental capacity to figure out things has been virtually destroyed. That's true. And that's what menticide is. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's like a, lobo- a lobotomization, removal of portions of your brain, you know, so that you can no longer function as a normal human being. And they've worked very, very hard. <laughs> this is why they're making so much money. The trillions of dollars, Wall Street and everything else, these corporations, the scientists, and you know, I mean, I was reading the other day that uh, Pfizer or Pfizer, this this health uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical corporation, company, yeah. yeah, made a hundred and forty billion mm-hmm. in pre-tax profits. Mm-hmm. Hundred forty billion dollars. That's more than some of those oil companies. Yeah, it is. Pharmaceutical company. One pharmaceutical giant. Mm-hmm. transnational so when you look at this whole system and the drugs that they sell right mm-hmm. have have significant impact on our brain on our blood on our genetic constitution mm-hmm. on our hormones they affect everything within our being and so they're working on removing our possibility of thinking independently at all. Right. And so they've, they've been very successful in that. They've been very successful in that. And so when this menticide, this insouciance, this insensitivity to life, this harshness, you see somebody, a child starving, you know, on the reservation or in Flint, right? Talk mm-hmm. about it. Our people are suffering, you know, mm-hmm. and I, no, what's the response of the United States? You know, 100,000 people, mostly black and poor, Flint, that was abandoned in the, in the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I mean, Roger Moore did that film. Uh, what was that, Roger and me, about, you know, the closing up the plants and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. decimation of Flint and the injecting of poison polluted water that contained lead into that community for who knows how long. Yeah. Knowing that there's children, there's pregnant women, there's people living there. Mm-hmm. That's insouciance. Mm-hmm. Now, where's the middle classes from the United States going and saying, that governor needs to be arrested? That whole system that allows that kind of extermination, extermination, mm-hmm. whole community of people, of Africans mm-hmm. in this country. Remember New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Yes. No accident. 
-hmm. So the levees, you know, that were busted. And again, it's the same system, the insensitivity. Okay, the racism is also insouciance. When we see the way that people are tortured in prison, you know, in solitary confinement, my goodness, some people have been there for 19 years. In solitary confinement, you know, where you have one hour each day where you can come out of a 24-hour dungeon down below in darkness. I mean, that's hell. How, you know, what has somebody done to deserve that kind of thing? Yeah. You know, Jamila, Jamila Abdul Alamin, Hra Brown, insulted confinement, and being thrown into these maximum supermax prisons. You know, that is the height of depravity, of human depravity. That means that the person's humanity, the person that's doing it, the person that's signing the laws that, or sentencing the person to something like that, is inhuman. Yeah. See? So, and everybody participates in that inhumanity, not just the judge and the legal system, the prosecutor, because our taxes go in there. Mm -hmm. And we all benefit from it. Just like the war in Vietnam, when people were protesting against the Vietnam War, you know, and Nixon said, hey, you know what you're protesting against? Our American way of life. That's right. That's what people need to understand. Yeah, they, that's what it is. That's what really what it is. It's yes. this whole colonial system. Yes, yes. They, they think that, it's something different and not collected. Like you talked about the dialectic between wealth. People think some kind of way there's not a dialectic between if the people, these people are consolidating, integrating, and getting richer, guess what the other half of that is, that relationship is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the reason why we have rich people in the world is because we have poor people. Yeah. This is the movie. That is just as real. Just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. All right, that's it. That's it for this episode. That's it for this episode. But you ain't got to worry because you know what you got to do. You know you want to listen to the rest of it. So all you got to do if you want to listen to part one, and remember, this is a three-part series now. This is a three-part series. Took place over two days. Last December 12th, 2015, 123, 2016, okay? But if you want to listen to Dr. Julian Cooling, part one of The Cost of Globalization, Dangers to the Earth and His People Dialogue. All you got to do, if you want to listen to it in its entire, all you have to do is go to our store at shop.conscientization101.com. That is shop.conscientization.com. And there you will have access not only to this particular interview, but to all of C101's unabridged interviews, musical commentaries, and merchandise. And most importantly, you will be supporting 100% independent media. And remember, like I said before, Julian's other unabridged interviews are in there. The one, the round table we did with Joao. 
The one where we talked about is apartheid really dead? Pan-Africanist, working class, cultural critical perspectives. Now the podcast episode for these uh, for Julie, uh, Julian's other interviews he did with us is 9, 10, and 18. But if you say, damn, I like what I heard just now, I want to go straight to the store and buy that shit. Go on over to the store, Unabridged Interviews, they are there. You can listen to the complete Unabridged Interviews. And remember, this is part one. This cost of globalization, dangerous to the earth and its people is part one of a three-part series. It's over four hours long, okay? So we didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg, but, but you can, not to fret, you can get it, okay? You can go on to the stove. Support 100% independent media. Now, this episode has featured sounds from Chairman Math, Blue Soup, from his album, Soup, Akala, Murder Runs the Globe, from his album, Knowledge is Power, Volume 2. And once again, coming from Chairman Mav's album, Soup, the track is Prawn Soup. That's actually what you're listening to right now. As always, the link to this music are always found in our show notes. The link to Julian's book is in the show notes. It's actually in the library, the C101 library. That's why you got to visit the site. Look at the videos. Look at the library. We have everything you need for your conscientization 101. Don't forget to check us out at Twitter at Conscient1. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-1. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-1. On Facebook at Conscientization101 and Instagram at C101 Editors. Also, go to the site, Conscientization101.com or C101Magazine.com and sign up to our mailing list. That's where you can stay up to date with all of our latest news and commentaries and stuff like that. What we got in store for the people, okay? Again, we want to thank Julian for sitting down and dialoguing with us about his book. Again, the book is The Cost of Globalization, Dangers to the Earth and Its People. Links in the description in the library on conscientization101.com website. Tell the people about the podcast. Tell the people about the book. This is part one. Part two is coming. It's the next episode. Obviously, one, then two, then three. And guess what? Until then, go to Conscientization 101. Go to the store. Check it out. Tell a friend. Conscientize your mind. 101. So you conscientize your mind. So conscientization will be like 101. It'll be like breathing air. It'll be second nature. I am out.